The National Desk, Conversations, America's News Now. I'm Jan Jeffcoat, and welcome to Episode 14 of the National Desk Conversations. Every weekday, we invite newsmakers onto our morning television broadcast to discuss topics everybody's talking about. On today's podcast, we revisit our conversations with Washington insider Armstrong Williams and Senator Joe Manchin sticking to his guns to block President Biden's Build Back Better plan. First, Armstrong set the table for what the current administration was doing to try and sell the president's domestic agenda. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, we know, still one of the holdouts. He spoke with President Biden recently and told reporters, listen, let's at least see the bill. Need to see what they write, what's the final print. That tells you everything. Do you see this actually getting past Armstrong? It died the moment the infrastructure bill was passed and Byron got his period victory. There's nothing different what Manchin is saying today than what he said three weeks ago, a month ago. He has an energy producing state. They have no concern about climate change. The climate change uh, uh, aspect of the legislation would de devastate his state. It's a GOP state. It's even more of a GOP state than it's ever been. His numbers are skyrocketing. There's no way there's any chance that this bill has a chance of passing. It will be dead on arrival. All right. You called it here, Armstrong. We're going to play this back if anything else happens other than that. Let's talk about something Democrats are also doing behind the scenes. They want to sign off from the Senate parliamentarian. That's how they're going to try to pass this right through budget reconciliation. However, she's expected to question parts of the bill, including the immigration plan, the electric vehicle tax credit, labor provisions, the prescription drug pricing plan. But Armstrong, according to some reports, Democrats even contemplating right now overruling the Senate parliamentarian if she does not endorse the bill. You've talked to lawmakers on Capitol Hill. How far are they willing to go to try and pass this legislation? Well, there are members of our party that will not support. The problem here, Jan, is that you have these artificial expiration dates for programs jammed into this package. Uh, Manchin wanted a 10-year uh, policy without any of these artificial expiration dates because the problem is these dates are false. These packages, you don't know what's in them. That's why Manchin keeps saying, let us see what's in the bill. Just think about this. Of all the talk about this bill, many of the legislators still have no idea what's inside the bill. And this is where the CBO comes in. The CBO has made it clear that the cost would rise dramatically if major programs included did not expire on schedule, which would, could add another $3 trillion to the deficit. Uh, and Manchin said, there's no way we're going to go with this phony, these phony numbers, this phony calculus. We know it's not going to expire. We know it's not going to expire quickly, and American people are going to be stuck with more inflation, more deficit that's passed on to the next generation. And he is not, under any circumstances, are going to support this Build Back America bill. And guess what? President Biden, Schumer, and the Democratic leadership are well aware that he's not going to vote for it. That's why it's dead on arrival. This is what we call politics, manipulating American, manipulating American people to make you believe that there's some possibility that they're going to give them a Christmas gift on Christmas Day. It's not happening. It's dead 
on arrival. Got it, got it. Because my next question was going to be, why do they continue playing this game? And it's just like you said, trying to give hope for some who want it to pass before Christmas. Earlier this week at a roundtable, Vice President Kamala Harris announced international businesses committed $1.2 billion to Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Now, she says this move, Armstrong, will improve stability and address the, quote, root causes of migration. What's your thoughts? Well, it's not going to address the root causes. It, it, you know, this is only, it's, it's a great benefit to the vice president. But one of the few times in her role as VP, we're seeing her actually working, getting people on board, where she started out with a few, it's now over 70, and she expects that it could get to 150 partners involved in supporting these different areas of South America to make sure that these countries start doing something to stimulate uh, the immigration, um, the migrants from coming to the United States, which the United States can literally cannot handle anymore. She's trying to find incentives for these countries to keep them at home instead of dumping them across American borders. So I'll give the vice president that she's finally working Maybe she's finding her voice. Maybe this is a good sign. But for the overall immigration, this is just clearly optics. They're not going to do much except a photo opportunity and a substantive opportunity for the VP. Armstrong Williams, happy Wednesday to you. Always great talking to you. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. You're listening to our weekly podcast, The National Desk Conversations, featuring newsmaker interviews from The National Desk, America's News Now. Next on episode 14 of our podcast, another insider information-packed visit with Armstrong Williams right after Senator Manchin torpedoed Build Back Better. If I can't go home and explain it to the people of West Virginia, I can't vote for it. And I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin successfully tanked the Build Back Better bill this morning. There is where the White House tried to stop him from making the announcement and that the administration was in panic and disbelief. Joining us right now, Washington insider Armstrong Williams. Army, good morning to you. Good to see you. Good morning. You know, you called it. You always do. We never doubt you, sir. You have said from the very beginning this piece of legislation was dead on arrival. West Virginia, a state Donald Trump won last year by nearly 69% better than any other state except Wyoming. So why in the world would this be a shock to anyone on Capitol Hill, especially the president? Well, you know, Senator Manton really was fed up with this misleading the American people to believe that this bill had any chance of passing and the media wasting all their ink on this story when there's so many other important stories we should be covering. And so while the White House was in panic and were determined to stop the announcement, Joe Manchin was absolutely refreshing, um, Jan, in a display of courage uh, in his announcement on Fox yesterday. Because it is not often that we see politicians sticking to their guns, doing what they believe is best for the people, and not just for their political aspirations. It's for the calmness and it's for the truthfulness and integrity that government can still work for the people. And he has constantly, Jan, made headlines due to his bravery and making decisions that do not just align with political parties, Republican or Democrats, independents, but that align with his conscience and the will of the people that elected him. Now, Vice President Kamala Harris had an interesting exchange with radio personality and television host Charlemagne the God. Take a listen. 
So who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really, Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's Joe Biden, and don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Joe, and, it's Joe, and it's Joe Biden, and I'm vice president, and my name is Kamala Harris. What was your thoughts on this? Uh, you know what saddened me most was her immediate response to the question. It was so telling about the out-of-touch of the Democratic Party. She said, don't start... Stop acting like a Republican. Are you kidding me? Since when, since when did legitimate concerns about the president's uh, capacity to lead became a Republican or Democratic issue? And the other thing, too, she could have used this as an opportunity to show her, her being vibes presidential. It's almost as if she decided to be a little ghetto. I hate to use the word, but she did. Pointing the finger, being defensive. We know Joe Biden is president. We, you know you're vice president. You decided to do this interview. And then having her press secretary is leaving Simone Sanders in the background, encouraging her to pretend that you're not hearing the questions that are being asked. And then she says, I'm hearing you very well. Mm. It was not one of her finest moments. This wasn't. West Virginia uh, Senator Joe Manchin right now holds a lot of power, as we know, Armstrong and the Democratic Party. Even Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell suggested it would be a great idea for Senator Manchin to switch parties with all that we've seen over the past few months. What's your thoughts about this? How likely could this be a possibility? I hope he doesn't switch parties because it shows to the American people that we can unify on issues that are important and that work for the American people. Whether Senator Manchin uh, is talking about Build Back America, whether he's talking about child credit, Whatever he's talking about, he's speaking about the integrity of legislation and whether in the long run it's going to benefit your children and your grandchildren. Joe Manchin does not subscribe to party politics in the way that so many politicians do nowadays, Jan. His way of thinking has kept in office for years. Whether he chooses to switch parties up to him, but I don't think that he will. Uh, because his point about inflation definitely is an important issue that is plaguing our country right now and that needs to be prioritized immediately. He speaks to the issues that Americans care about and the issues that most Americans agree on. Inflation is the number one thing that Americans are concerned about.